Praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in to Narda Gibson Ministries Teleconference. Glory to God. I am Narda Gibson, your host. And tonight I have a word from the Lord. Amen. And I believe this word, just like every word every week, is going to speak to your circumstances tonight. And this word will transform your life if you apply the principle of God's word through faith and obedience. The broadcast is always recorded so that you will be able to hear the replay on our website. Amen. Please share these powerful messages so that others can be encouraged and restored as the Lord continues, you know, to use this platform to encourage and edify and and empower his people weekly. If you'd like to donate to our ministry, please visit the website at www.nardagoodson.com and use the donate button to sow your seed of love. I've got some really exciting news, but guess what? I can't share it just yet, so I will wait until next week to release it, but I'm telling you, it's going to blow your mind, amen? Praise God. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We want to say thank you. Thank you for allowing us to assemble, to meet you in this platform. Thank you for honoring us, for gracing us with your presence. Let your glory fill this broadcast. Let your spirit of truth echo through these airways. Release your anointing so that your people can be refreshed, restored, and renewed. Let your touch permeate through my voice and speak to the heart of everyone's situation. Respond to the cries of your people tonight, for as handmaidens and servants, we look to you for answers, and we need a word from you, because if we don't hear a word from you, my God, what will we do? I pray for every listener tonight, for yes, Abba, many tonight are tired. I can sense it in my spirit. Many are tired. Many have been running and running and running and have found no rest while others have embarked into a dark, lonely place. And they are hiding and finding refuge, but they need direction. They need clarity. They need instructions from you. So, Father, I ask even now that you shatter our ignorance with your knowledge. Pulverize our ideologies. Tear down any, any theories, any presumptions, assumptions, Lord God, and strip, of, strip us of religious habits and rituals that are powerless, meaningless, meaningless and fruitless, and replace them with your wisdom and the truth um, of your knowledge and your understanding, and, and give us clarity, Lord God, and let this wisdom be multiplied unto us, Lord. Holy Spirit, seal this word as we give ourselves to you, and Father, I submit myself to your Lordship. Holy Spirit, you are the teacher, and I am only a vessel. So teach us tonight, and reveal your heart, your mind, and your will to us. Through your word, in Yeshua's name, the name that is above every name, glory to God. Let the people say, amen, glory to God. Some of the most beautiful and encouraging psalms were written from a life that encountered much brutality from chaos, from circumstances, unfairness, and even from enemies within and without. David. David was running for his life, and while escaping Saul's wrath, found himself one day hiding in a dark cave. And he wrote in Psalm 57, verses 1 and 2, Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful, because I come to you for safety. 
In the shadow of your wings, I find protection until the raging storm's over. I call to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. I call to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. And that's many of us tonight, amen. David knew that God was the saving strength of his right hand. And it was in the midst of his personal darkness and distress that he knew God to be his defense. If, like David, you have found yourself running, I don't know what has threatened you and threatened your promise tonight, but if, like David, you are running, running from debt, running from the grips of sickness, escaping from, look, family, friend, or foe, and if you have found yourself taking refuge in a dark and lonely place while staring at the danger of calamity everywhere you turn, remember what the promise of God says. I want you to read it. I want you to meditate on it. I want you to trust it with your life because the Lord will not fail you. You see, in my times of my own personal affliction, in my times of great distress, in my times of adversity like David, I too sing and I write and I meditate on the Psalms. For there is great transparency in the reality of what he was contending and feeling revealed within them. There is much to glean within the Psalms. You will find yourself, if you read them, you will find yourself, you, sometimes you'll find your, your exact situation in the Psalms, in, you know, and David knew, and so he wrote. While living in a cave for months and, and after losing so much and hiding from, you know, his sniper friend, enemies, <laughs> we find David, David writing some of the most heartfelt cries in the book of Psalms, a human heart could ever compose. It brings much comfort to know that even a king such as David and, and a prophet like Elijah, you know, they've treaded the emotional daunting places like the caves and the juniper trees. Have you ever been to a secret place where you needed to hide from your enemies, where you needed to hide from the world? A place where very few, if any at all, surrounded you? If your answer is yes, then welcome to the cave of Adulam. Adulam means hiding place, but take heart, friend, because this cave is not the comfortable, comfy couch at all. Yet in this very conflicting place of distress, there are valuable lessons and treasures to be learned and discovered in the cave of Adulam. Glory to God. The cave experience it's a cold, dark, and lonely one. And while the latch is true, the cave is also a place where you can communicate with God and, and tell him how you feel, how you feel about your circumstances, and even about how you feel about others. The cave is a, is a temporary place a temporary place where you can pour out your heart to God in total surrender and in honesty and in transparency, knowing that he still loves you and has a plan for your life. Has trouble hit your life, beloved? Is trouble knocking on the doors of your home right now? Well, I want you to know that the Lord God continues to respond as he has in times past. Do not fear. 
like David, learn to give God praise while you're taking refuge in the cave of Adullam until he makes your enemies your footstool. For there is still yet a remnant of people that will come to you because they need you and will serve you faithfully. And you will still need to minister to them while in this private season. People that you will still have to pour into even while you are going through your own troubles and distresses. First Samuel 22 and verse 2 records, So David left Gath and took refuge in the cave of Adullam. When his brothers and the rest of his father's household heard about it, they went down to, to him there. And everyone who was in distress, and everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was bitter in soul gathered to him. And he became their leader. It was about 400 that were with him. Excuse me. Your future is not predicated on your circumstances. Give me one second. All of a sudden, I developed cat mouth. That was a liar. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If anything, your circumstances, and I've said this before, they are classroom props that are choreographed and designed specifically to teach you how to walk by faith in God. Each step is a stepping stone, and you will still have to point the way for others, even when the torch of light seems obscure in your own life. And when you find yourself in this hiding place, finding shelter and refuge, you will also encounter the El Shaddai, the mighty breasted God. I want to pause here for a minute because I want to tell you a little story. You know, as a former um, successful breastfeeding mother of three children, I so wanted my daughters to experience, you know, this beautiful cycle of life that God, in his ingenious creation, developed and provided for us, right? What a clean and natural resource for us to nurture and feed our babies. It is an intimate opportunity like no other for the bonding between a mother and a child to take place. I remember when my youngest uh, child became a mommy for the first time. Oh, you know, the thrilling splendor and all the joyful emotions that ran through each of us. But happy and excited days soon turned into long, sleepless, and tiring nights. And as with anything, the breastfeeding challenges came to kick right in. I remember them both crying. The baby was crying. She was crying. I was crying, you know, inside, but mainly because I understood the mental and the physical pain, the patience and, and the perseverance it was going to take to, to be successful at it, right? And, and, and this is a, you know, I did tell you this, but I threatened her that, you know, I, I was not going to allow her to quit because I just felt that breastfeeding was the best solution. You couldn't top that. That was God's order and design for our boobies, right? Okay, and and bless God, my son-in-law, I know he must have bawled inwardly for lack of sleep too. 
But one particular time, her breast had become so painfully engorged. And although the baby was hungry, he wouldn't feed because he was too busy, you know, screaming and crying in his frustrated, you know, newly, new world. And now due to the engorged harping of the breast and the nipple, he just had a difficult time latching. And I know many of you can, can relate to this. And as God's dearest children, we behave much in the same way, don't we? How often in the hardness of times do we find ourselves just like baby Nico, struggling, struggling in frustration, you know, instead of calming down so we, so we can latch and live, we struggle and we cry. But if we would just settle our spirits long enough, to latch, to latch to his word. If we'd only grab a hold of the breast of God, we would drink from the streams that are capable enough to calm and fill our needs. But instead we panic, and in fear we begin to struggle just like baby Nico had. When we fail to feed from the milk of the breasted one, we will worry ourselves even to the point of sickness. As fear and desperation plummet in to drain and to steal like, you know, like leeches, like vultures, it sucks out any hope of a brighter and promising tomorrow. Everything a child of God will ever need is found in the suckling of God's word. But if we fail to nurse, we will lack the nourishment and strength needed to sustain the developing bones that are growing within us. I submit to you that if the trifling trio of Fear, panic, and doubt have somehow entered into the streams of your heart. I want you to fall into the arms of the Breasted One right now. I want you right where you are to see him standing, hovering over you with his arms stretched out to you. Because his shad, S-H-A-D, his shad, which is in Hebrew, literally means breast. And this term indicates sufficiency and nourishment, for he is, he is the El Shaddai, the El Shaddai, meaning the mighty breasted God. Glory to his name. It is he who has the sustaining power and the miracle milk needed to preserve and protect you during your season in the cave, because he is preparing you for your next assignment. So be still. Have hope and take courage, because the mighty breasted God will not fail you. You see, there, was, there will always be a spiritual Saul whose mission is to assassinate the purpose of God in the life of the believer. These principalities serve, and I call them, you know, spiritual snipers, whose only goal is to oust you from your kingship and everything pertaining to your kingdom assignment. But remember this. Saul was rejected, and those who pursue in their vicious attempts to murder your name so as to cut you off from your promise and your purpose will eventually suffer the same fate if they fail to repent, and not because you will it in any way, but because the word of the Lord has spoken it, and he cannot lie. As he has said in Genesis 12 and verse 3, I will bless those that bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. It is a promise that cannot be revoked unless true repentance has taken place. So while you are moving and working for God, there are principalities and powers that orchestrate to move and position against you. And they are not friendly, but wicked. And you want to know why? 
because they saw and they heard when you were anointed by the prophet, when when you were anointed by God. And because of personal ambition, they move in a spirit of jealousy and are revengeful and hateful of God's servants. But listen to this. Despite Saul's attempt to have David assassinated, to have him murdered, I mean just straight out killed, David respected those whom God had placed in power. We are not supposed to take revenge on others, but must allow God to handle their consequences. Amen? David, also knowing that he would take the throne one day, had to be patient and had to wait for God's timing for him to be king. David, in fact, had two opportunities to enact revenge on Saul. In fact, both times, he could have ended Saul's life. In one occasion, he sneaks up on Saul, excuse me, and grabs a piece of his garment and he cuts it. In ancient times, grabbing the hem of someone's clothing showed you were loyal to them. But if you cut it, it showed you didn't support them. And in this case, it may, you know, just have been used to, to prove how physically close David had gotten to Saul. So it was that message, Saul, I was right at your face. I was right by, by your side, and I could have killed you, but I didn't. Recognize when the changing or the shifting of the guard is about to take place. And if you recognize it, you will spiritually begin to discern why the attacks come. You are about to be kinged. You are about to be elevated and positioned for your greatest purpose. So be ready. And take refuge in these words, my friend, and hope in God. For the Father's covenant of peace shall not be broken, and his devotion of love toward you shall not depart. And while you wait on the Lord in the cave of Adullam, listen, because there he will restore you and give you your next instruction. Isaiah 54 and verse 10 says, Though the mountains may be removed and the hills may be shaken, my loving devotion will not depart from you, and my covenant of peace will not be broken, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Once again, Father, I have delivered your word to your people. I have obeyed your voice. Now, Lord, sanctify them through your truth, for thy word is truth. Father, I pray you seal this word into the hearts of your people and pray that, that the cares of this life, Lord God, will not choke the seed, nor the vultures will come and steal it because the soil of the heart was already prepared to receive this word. Let this word remain. Let it take root and let it grow mightily, my God. I pray for those who are taking refuge in the cave of Adulam. I pray your peace will overshadow their fainting hearts and that the milk of your truth will rain down from heaven and sup with them tonight. Encourage their hearts, Lord God. Restore them, Lord God, to a place of peace, to a place of rest, knowing, Lord God, that you are strong and you are mighty, that you are the El Shaddai, that you are the breasted one, the breasted one. Glory to God. I don't ever want to close this program without extending an invitation to pray for anyone who does not know Yeshua as Lord. You may know him by the name Jesus. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. 
friend, tomorrow is not promised to you. It is not promised to me. You may have been on the line tonight, or you will hear the replay. You may not know Yeshua, and like David, you are faint and weary of life. Like David, you have found yourself running for your life, and you find no shelter, no peace, and no rest from the storms. I want you to know that God the Father loved you, but it is our sins, our rebellion against God and his word that keeps us separated from him. But his son, Yeshua, is calling to you. He's saying, come, come, my son, come, my daughter, for I am the door to the Father. You see, no man can get to him except they come through me. Salvation and eternal life is a gift, and it is made available to anyone who repents, anyone who believes and confesses that I, Yeshua HaMashiach, am Lord, and that I died and rose from the dead to save mankind. This gift cannot be earned through good deeds, and it cannot be bought. It is a matter of faith and trust in a loving Savior. If you would like to receive Yeshua into your heart, please pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of your Son, Yeshua. Your word says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I am calling on you this night, right here and right now. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Wash me, cleanse me in your blood. I ask you to come into my heart and be Lord over my life. And according to your word, I now confess with my mouth the Lord Yeshua and believe in my heart that you have raised him from the dead. I confess and declare that Yeshua is Lord of my life. I thank you for the gift of salvation through the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. And by faith, I now receive this gift of eternal life and forgiveness of sins. In Yeshua's name, I am saved. Amen and amen. If you have prayed this prayer with your whole heart, I want to welcome you into the family of God. This is the beginning of a new journey, a new you. God has now redirected your ship and your course of life, your compass, and now you need to be discipled. You need to be somewhere where you can grow and where you can learn, you know, learn. And, and we would love to connect with you. If you don't have a home church and you live in the North, North Texas region, Grayson County specifically, I recommend to you God's House of Faith and Worship Center, where Pastor Dwight Thomas is the senior pastor, located at 320 North Travis Street in Denison, Texas. This is a biblically sound and thriving ministry that I do love, respect, and I trust. Please use the contact links on our social media pages or website to let us know your testimony and how this ministry has influenced your life. To learn more, please visit www.nardagutson.com. Thank you for tuning in to Narda Gibson Ministries Teaching Broadcast. I am Narda Gibson, your host. Be sure to tune in live next week at 9 p.m. Central Time for another powerful, life-changing, burden-removing, yoke-destroying, anointed Word of God where Yeshua is Lord and of His kingdom there shall be no end. Good night.